This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm from Prague. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji, and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki, and I live in Paris. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm from New York. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. This episode is a little bit different from the regular ones. In December, we've invited the volunteers of the Carbon Almanac Network to share their unique perspective and first-hand experiences in our collective effort against climate change. And volunteers from around the globe have generously shared what they did in 2023, the projects they have been involved in, the emotions they went through, and what they're planning to do or hope to see happen in 2024. Working on this episode gave me a lot of joy. There's something truly magical about hearing these personal recordings, especially from people you know and admire. It's been incredibly uplifting to witness that the journey of the Carbon Almanac didn't just stop with the book's publication in 2022. Instead, it serves as a catalyst for so many, many impactful projects around the world. These projects, no matter how big or small, will definitely change the conversation and positively impact the future of our climate. I'm thrilled to share this episode with you, and I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I did. Hi, I'm Barbara Ursi from Bologna, Italy, and I'm a member of the Carbon Ormonac Network. 2023 has been an exciting year for the Italian group of the Carbon Ormonac Network. In fact, we have finally made the group official as a non-profit association here in Italy, with the intent to have more impact on our society. We named the non-profit association after Generation Carbon, our precious kids guide on climate change as we believe the first step toward positive change is being informed and well-educated, especially when it comes to young and kids, the ones that will actually face one of the most important challenges of our time. For this reason, we are so proud we have engaged 25,000 students aged 7 to 10 in an educational program that takes place on a national level in this school year 23-24, with the patronage of the Italian Ministry for the Environment, a project fully based on our Generation Carbon Kit book. Hence, my wish for 2024 that ecology and climate change topics will be soon treated as mandatory subjects in school programs at all grades. Generation Carbon Association cannot be but fully committed to achieve such a great objective and is going to launch a petition on a national and eventually international level next year. We hope many people will support us on this. Hi everyone, this is Jeremy. 
a volunteer from Canada. In 2023, I felt like I really became part of the Carbon Almanac Network. I joined the podcasting group, and there, I helped work on several episodes. One for kids, one about sustainability and running, and a third about data. Working with the podcasting group was awesome, and so these episodes were really the highlights of my year when it comes to the environment. In 2024, the main thing I hope to do is keep making episodes. I want to find new guests, new perspectives, and new ways to talk about our climate, the environment, and what we should do next. On a global scale, I hope we keep on encouraging conversations on these topics with more people. That's really a sign of success for me is, are we talking about this? Are we not just forgetting about it and leaving it by the wayside? Messaging is super important. And as we say, the Carbon Almanac, it's not too late. Here's to 2024. Hi everyone, this is Edie from Toronto. When I think about 2023, I think about how lucky I am to have had another year at nature school. I think that everything that you learn about in school is also really important. But I also think it's very important that kids learn to be outside and learn how to use natural resources and to be connected to our natural world. I've seen that climate change have affected um, a bunch of the animals that used to live on our land, and I think that we can do a lot to improve it. But sometimes it's a little scary. The world is special, we love it and we need it, and it's good to know what's going on. And I can go to my teachers and some of my substitute teachers to ask about all the things that we observe. And I hope that in 2024, some people take protecting the planet more seriously. And we can come together and make a better world. Hi, this is Anna. I was involved in the translation of TCA into Spanish, which is a project that was completely driven by our own volunteers. When no major publishing house wanted to publish the book in Spanish, we um, bought the rights to the, our own book ourselves and published it ourselves for free, which is now available as a PDF. And so we when working on our marketing and getting the word out to the Spanish-speaking world that this resource is available to help generate conversations. So I live in Iquitos, Peru, and we've been working with folks on all throughout Latin America and Argentina and Mexico, uh, and Colombia, to help spread the word and to make sure that folks have access to resources because so often that's what's missing. And because the PDF is free and able to be shared via WhatsApp, it is um, easy to share. And there's really no barriers to getting it going. So we're eager to have folks share it with Spanish speakers in their lives. And we're working at, we're reaching out to the largest um, climate organizations within Latin America from the Spanish speaking world to make sure that they have access to it as well. Of course, we also have other resources available in Spanish, including the Born's Game and the children's book in Spanish. 
And we have a website, um, which is thecarbonalmanac.org um, slash Espanol. Hi, I'm Rob, and I'm one of the editors of the Carbon Sessions podcast. This year has been inspiring for me to see so many people contribute to our podcast by giving their time, experience, and expertise. Seth Godin kindly agreed to be on our 100th episode. Hank Rogers of Tetris fame gave us his insights from the huge amount of work that he's doing with the Blue Planet Foundation. And my son was blown away to be able to ask him a question on what his advice would be for a gaming art student. As a result, Dan is already working on ideas for video games that he's working on at his university. Tina Muir told us what she is doing with sustainability in the world of running. There have been so many wonderful episodes, and as an editor, it's a privilege to be able to work with people like Christina, Olabanji, and Jen, who work on so many of the episodes. Steve, who is the master of audio with us, and of course the wonderful Leaky, ever modest, but present on so many episodes, and does so much work in the background that makes this podcast work. We've had nightmares where the different tracks wouldn't line up, but we've always found a way. I've sat with headphones on, intently listening, and then suddenly laughing, sometimes with a large volume of tea in my mouth, when someone announces Rob is going to kill us for this. It was a real highlight to listen to Hannah Rich's episode recently with Jeremy and Olabanji. Hannah, a data scientist and senior research fellow at Oxford University, discussed topics in her new book. We hope to release the episode around the time of the book release in the US on the 11th of January. On a personal note, I was asked to give a talk at the conference earlier this year about my work with the Carbon Almanac and sustainability in dentistry. For those who don't know, I'm an orthodontist. The talk was well received. Again, this was because of the support given by my friends at the Carbon Almanac. It has resulted in me being asked to speak again at the Scottish Orthodontic Conference next month. I see changes happening in my industry, which is heartening, but we still have a long way to go. So whenever I speak with representatives in my work, I make sure that the sustainability issue is raised. After all, talking about it is how both our thoughts and our actions in the future can change. Hello, Carbon Sessions team. This is Tanya Marion. Here's my reflection about 2023 and an aspiration for 2024. My reflection for 2023 revolves around a policy forum I attended over the summer. I live in a region of Southern California called the Inland Empire. It covers more than 27,000 square miles and is home to 4.5 million residents. And this region is expected to have 7 million residents by 2050. A notable feature of this area is that it is covered with warehouses, 1 billion square feet of warehouses, according to CalMatters, which is the news organization that covers events throughout the state. The warehouse situation gets a lot of attention around here. It was the focus of many conversations at the third annual policy and engagement forum held this summer. It was the first time the forum was held in person and the first time I participated in this event. This forum made an impression on me. I spent two days learning from elected officials, local advocates, and met new people. 
And the big takeaway for me was this. Policy forums are for everyone. They only look like they aren't for everyone. If you have an opportunity to attend a policy event near you, I encourage you to do so. Ignore the part telling you that the forum is not for you. These events are not just for elected officials and business people. I attended two breakout sessions at the forum. One was about news and journalism, and the other one was about climate and the environment. These were long breakout sessions, and they involved a lot of dialogue, not passive listening, and I was so impressed. If you get a chance to go to a local forum, I encourage you to add your voice to the conversation. And this brings me to what I'm looking forward to in 2024. Following my own advice and building upon the experience I had at the policy forum, I submitted myself for consideration as an attendee at the first ever Climate Resilience Nexus that will be hosted by the Governor's Office of Planning and Research. I look forward to discovering what this event will be like, and I hope to have conversations with people about strengthening environmental literacy in communities. Not by creating more content, but by supporting the independent professionals who are working directly with communities and the public. We'll see how it goes. Hi, I'm Anna Cosentino, one of the contributors to the Carbon Armament. And oh, what has happened since so much has happened. Um, the Carbon Armament keeps on living on, and we are following different families and different uh, experiences together. Connect the Carbon Dots is still going strong, and we're continue to meet and we continue to explore ways that this tool can be abused to organizations so that they can find their role and how they can contribute to a solution actively. Uh, over the summer, I was part of the Carbon Newbie Summit where with Amory Cruz and Eva Ford and Laurie Sullivan, we represented the Carbon Almanac and I specifically gave a presentation on Connect Dots and how newbies can find out more about subjects that they're interested in and see how they're all connected amongst themselves. And again, I give a presentation on fashion and sustainability because unfortunately fashion is the second most promoting industry. So next, I have just written an interim for a magazine on fashion and sustainability, an Italian publication from Cultura. And that was really enjoyable as it brought together so much from past work experience and knowledge to new added experience with the Carbon Armament. And remaining in Italy, I am part of the amazing Generation Carbon, which is now a non-profit organization under the leadership of the fantastic Barbara Orsi. And the first program that we successfully brought out is one based on Generation Carbon, which is the Kids' Almanac and the Educators' Guide, 
And it has been distributed to a thousand classes throughout Italy. And I could not have made any of this up. I could not have dreamt for a better results, if you will, better uh, developments coming out of such an amazing experience to begin with. So I look forward to more in the next year. Thank you. As I sit here at the end of 2023 in Toronto, the Canadian geese are still flying overhead in formation in late December. And it's a stark reminder of the shifting patterns of nature. Because this year, my feelings towards climate change and the collective response of humanity has been a mix of concern and skepticism and cautious hope. I've recently found some solace in an episode of the Tim Ferriss podcast where Sam Harris was the guest and it was recorded early on in the pandemic. And he highlighted the impact of systems on behavior, a concept that had resonated with how I have been thinking about the last couple of years because the pandemic for all of its challenges has demonstrated that systemic changes can influence significant public action. And this insight gives me hope that similar strategies can be effective in addressing climate change. Things like mask wearing in hospitals and staying home when sick and all of these measures that could make collectively this experience easier on all of us were followed much more strictly when they were mandated. And this year... In myself, I felt really burnt out from doing this really important work that had brought me a lot of joy in the years previous. This year, I've dedicated much of my energy to working with organizations like ICLEI, who are working with local governments and municipalities on climate adaptation projects, which has been a beacon of light in these trying times. Because it's reinforced my belief that systemic change combined with individual efforts is what is going to make a difference. And while this year has been really complex and a mix of frustration and optimism, I think my hope for the future is twofold. First, that we learn from our experiences during the pandemic and apply these lessons to our fight against climate change. But second, that we recognize the importance of acknowledging our feelings of frustration and despair. Because it's in confronting these emotions that we're going to find the strength to persevere and the resilience we're going to need to continue this work. Hi, it's Leaky, one of your hosts on Carbon Sessions. I am a strong believer in the transformative power of businesses to drive change and create an impact. So 2023 has been a great year that leaves me very hopeful for the future. And I'm going to explain why I'm so positive. It's been 12 years now that I have had the privilege every year of helping young engineering students translate their innovative ideas into financial terms eventually shaping these ideas into business concepts. 
this work gives me a lot of joy because it's like a glimpse into their brilliant minds and the kind of future they intend to build for themselves and for future generations. Over all these years, I have observed a significant paradigm shift from initially addressing environmental issues timidly to now understanding that this environmental mess that we are in is an invitation, opportunity, or urgency to innovate and rebuild a better world through business ideas. And this year, 2023, is a stepping stone for real transformative change because it's the first year where all entrepreneurs have not only made sustainability as part of the foundation of their business, but also have embraced high sustainability standards as the new normal. I've also witnessed a shift in approach and mindset, not just in startups, but only in more established independent companies transitioning towards more sustainable business models. One of the projects I was involved in, creating Circular Fashion Business Toolkit under an EU initiative, offered insight into how entrepreneurs are increasingly prioritizing environmental and social consideration and are more vigilant and steer clear of greenwashing. So on Carbon Sessions, we talk a lot about the need for systemic change and From my experience, I can see that systemic change is happening right now in front of your eyes. The impact might not be as big as we want it to be, but startups and independent businesses with their contagious ideas are always part of a larger ecosystem. So my big hope for 2024 is for all these contagious ideas to spread widely, fiercely, boldly in the ecosystem. So much so that larger businesses would have no choice but embrace genuinely sustainability at the core of their operations. And as consumers, your role is vital. By demanding higher sustainability standards and actively asking questions, you ensure that you're not misled Your choices and voices can significantly impact the push towards a more sustainable future. Hi, Steve here. Calling from Swansea in South Wales in the UK. We live in a valley, about 40 acres, and uh, run an alpaca farm. We've seen very much the change in climate over the years that we've lived here. And uh, it's obviously the weather changes, different times, different seasons. And over the years, there are this is a dry year, this is a wet year. But there's been a gradual shift and things are no longer (laughs) what you would call normal. We don't seem to have two years in a row that are quite the same. And their extremes seem to be more extreme. That's one of these things that seems to be obvious when you're living at a slow pace and where we are, we're rural setting. We have no neighbors that we can see a a light glimmering off at a distance and we don't have that much contact with, with people most of the time. 
And yet we see progressively the spring arriving and then turning into summer. We see the summer progressing and turning into the fall. And this last year, it's been very slow, both in the spring and again in the, the fall, as the different trees have changed at a different pace, both the arrival of their leaves and the falling of the leaves. And it's also been quite a bit warmer and milder. We've had wetter months and drier months than records have ever recorded in the past. <laughs> it seems to can continue with that. And also we've been finding that the birds' behaviour is slightly different. We've been finding that the the flowers, the, the plants, that there's a, a later on, there's something going on where you wouldn't expect it to be there. There's There's a change. And some of it seems to be thriving and just adjusting, and some of it seems to be struggling a bit. And we shall have to wait and see what next year brings, but we shall watch with interest how that progresses. So that's 2023. That was the most obvious thing for me, was the, the climate and how it was different in the place where we live. 2024, well, we'll have to wait and see what comes, as I've said, but the other things that are there are the extremes, the things that don't seem to help, like wars and all of that stuff, and politics and all of that stuff. There's going to be so many uh, elections around the world in 2024. It's just all come together. It's quite, quite astounding, really. Some of those things could have a major impact on the planet. And we just can't do much about most of that. But what can we do? Well, we can talk. We can raise issues. We can develop conversations with people. And I really appreciate the resources available to help do that with the Carbon Almanac and the website. And also with the podcasts associated. There are things that we need to be thinking about. And I think... As much as finding the right answers, we need to be asking the right questions. And 2024 feels like a mixture of hope and of despair. There are things that are real challenges. Let's be honest, they are real challenges that we need to respond to. But yet there seems to be a sense of hope as well. So I feel hopeful about the coming year, 2024, and the things that can be done, the conversations that can be had the questions that can be asked and re-asked and developed and refined so that we're asking the right questions, not just knee-jerk reactions, not just doing what other people think, but actually developing what needs to be developed in our behavior, in our attitudes, and in the conversations that we have with people. Ah, <sighs> 2023 finished, 2024 still to come. It'll be interesting to see what comes. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. 
This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.